Nadia. Hi, I'm Aaliyah. Hi, I'm Namira. And, and this, this is Operation, Operation Tomato Meter. So, before we get into today's episode, I have some Tomatastic news to share. Drum roll. Operation Tomato Meter has finally reached its goal of over 200 ratings and reviews on Apple Podcasts. So just wanted to say big thank you to everyone who's been here since our very first episode, Dune, and thank you to everyone who has shared, liked, and reviewed that podcast. We also want to mention that now that our ratings exceed 200, we are now eligible to apply to become certified critics on Rotten Tomatoes. This has been such an amazing journey, and we can't wait to see what's to come. So thank you so much, everyone, and thank you to everyone behind the scenes who makes all of this possible. No problem. (laughs) (laughs) So now I think it's about time that we kicked off today's episode. Okay. All right. So if you haven't been living in Gotham City, then you know about the newest release, The Batman. In this film, Batman, a.k.a. Bruce Wayne, comes across the Riddler, who is a new serial killer who has been trying to expose the new political corruption in Gotham City. Batman decides to go into the criminal underworld with the help of Detective Jim Gordon and Catwoman, a.k.a. Selina Kyle, in order to investigate and uncover the dark truths about about the Riddler's plan, about Gotham, and about his own family. But in order to truly defeat the Riddler, Batman needs to move on from being a symbol of vengeance to become instead a symbol of hope for the people of Gotham. All right, now let's jump right ahead into our favorite segment here at Operation Tomato Meter, Rotten or Not. So, what do you guys think of the tomato heads back around tomatoes thought about this film? Um, just to start off, I think critics would have given it like a very high score. I think mm-hmm. it was very well received from my perspective, there was a lot done very well, very artistically done yeah. well, as well as scoring. I really thought it was super engaging to watch and something that like sticks out in your memory. So I think the critics would honestly give like an 87. I feel like it's on the higher end of one of like the scores I've ever given here. And I think yeah. it's deserving of it. Yeah, this is saying something from Manure. This is definitely one of your highest scores. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I agree with you. I think that it also is well received and I... I would give it a 91, which is close to your 87. And I also really, really liked it, like, visually. And the score is also really well done. We can get into that later. But now on to Leah. I agree with both of your scores. So I'm going to say an 89. I think mm. that's going to be what it falls around. I would be very surprised if the score was lower than that or, like, in the low 80s or in the 70s. Because if that happens, like, we've seen the past couple no. of films that we've done, we've been very surprised Oof. by the scores. <laughs> Um, but I think this one was very well received, um, and even though it was three hours long, it was just so incredibly well done, and I know I say that about every film, but it really was. And in this modern age, we have so many, um, there are so many assets available to, to, during filming, uh, and the production value was just insane. So yep. I really think that it was a high score. So now, will our producer please give us... Lovely score? producer! Lovely producer. <laughs> yes, yes, can't forget that. Alright, it down. This is yeah. terrible. I gave the benefit of the doubt with like, I was gonna go with the 85, I was like, let me just like knock it off, like, because I think it did well, because like, I, again, we could get into this more, but like yeah. for the audience score-wise, what do you guys think there? I was thinking around like a 90, like a solid 90. Right, I think it would be very close, um, but definitely higher. Critics uh, would obviously have more things to say from a critical perspective. Uh, audiences would have thought that it was very fun because it was a really fun film, and all of the action sequences were just so incredible, 
especially a lot of the build-ups. Did you notice yeah. the suspense and every scene, especially the scene um, when the Riddler was like in prison and he was talking to him, you could tell that there was something that was it was building up to in the end. And every time you thought that this is toward the end of the film, that has to be the climax, there's another climax coming. Uh, and it was just so, so thrilling to watch. So I think that audiences would have given it around a 90. Absolutely. I want to go a little higher. I feel like there is such a lot of excitement building up towards this film and hype and ex- expectation because as we know we do have different versions of Batman throughout the years and then now this is a big mantle to take up for our Robert Pattinson to be Batman to be our new Batman of this generation and so I think there was a lot of expectation and I definitely think they met it so I think I give it a 96 which is a little high but we'll see I think people would have enjoyed it. I agree that the dark imagery was something new that everyone really wanted to see from this film but I disagree that the audience score would be that high. I think that audiences would have had problems with some of the flaws of the film. Like personally, I didn't like Catwoman's story in it. I didn't think that she had much purpose in the film. And I found myself keeping on trying to go back to her scenes and just look forward to whenever she would come on screen. But then I would leave disappointed after each scene um, because she didn't really provide anything more to the film. And she was just there to be a love interest and to be a connection to the comics and the original movies. Uh, so I think that would have been one of the audience's problems. Yeah, and I think a 96 is very, very, like, I'm not complaining, but at the same time, I don't think it deserves it. Like, like you know, it's just, like, how much you love Batman, because I'm also not taking into account, like, people who really love DC. You know, we have, like, yeah. that Marvel craze. There's also a DC craze. A little bit, like, smaller, but still there. But I think it's also it also comes down to, like, as you mentioned, this is a new Batman movie. So people are honestly just going to compare it to the old movies, which, yeah. in my opinion, are still a little better than the Batman. I, I'm a big fan of the Christopher Nolan trilogy. I think that, like, in my mind, when I was going through the movie, I was comparing it. And then I got back to the Catwoman scenes. And I believe I, I like um, Catwoman more fleshed out in the Christopher Nolan movies. Because the way that they met in the Batman, like this movie, I just thought it was a little lackluster. I think they didn't give her, like... A proper introduction, if you will. Mm. Also, people did not like the runtime. I kept on hearing three hours is really long, and I feel like honestly, it did not have to be three hours long. They could have cut down. I, I really definitely like the think the, you we will. I really like the runtime. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I thought I think it could have been cut down a little bit, but at the same time, it wasn't like other three-hour films that I really thought it should have been cut down, <clears throat> like um, Dune maybe <laughs> that should have been cut down. I think this one actually kind of made use of that much time so I couldn't really complain about it but I do have to disagree about Catwoman I think maybe her introduction scene I agree was kind of lackluster but I feel like her greater purpose in the film was kind of fulfilled I don't think she necessarily serves as just like a step stool for the Batman but anyways going now into the audience score will our lovely producer show us that one Alrighty. alright 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 89 what right where the money's up today okay oh my goodness Let me just... Wow. So I agree with this. I think this is very close to what I would give it personally. What do you guys think? Uh, I don't agree. Well, I mean, actually, how can I disagree with the people in the audience? Um, It is what it is. But I definitely thought I saw a lot of... I might be just on a different side of social media, though. I definitely (laughs) thought I saw some people saying they really liked it. So I don't know. But um, I definitely agree. 8 and 9 is still really high, so I definitely agree in that regard. I agree in the sense that, like, these two scores are actually very high, and they're yeah. both very close to each other. So there's not too much discrepancy, which I think it's, it's true. Like, a lot of people thought it was very well received. Like, I didn't really see, like, 
any like differentiating from that consensus. So one of the standout features of this film was definitely the score, and I noticed this from beginning to end, is just how incredible the score was, and I know multiple people who saw the film and have been listening to it on repeat on Spotify. Um, it is on Spotify, by the way, in a playlist if anyone wants to listen to the score, even if you haven't seen the film. Uh, but it's just promo. so good. <laughs> it's so well done, and it fits it perfectly. Uh, I found myself thinking that this was like Star Wars, and there is actually, Ooh. in the playlist, there is a mashup of Batman's theme and the Imperial March, which I thought was so funny, and Mr. Sweeney would probably really like that. Oh my goodness, how did you catch that? That's so cool. You know, I also thought, like, now that you mention it, like, the entire, like, usage of, like, tech in this film, I thought that was really interesting, honestly. I liked how it was kind of showing, like, Bruce Wayne's father's campaign. Yeah. Like, that was, like, the moment where I realized, like, wow, they're really using tech in, like, an actual way that makes sense. It's not, like, very in-your-face. Yeah, exactly. But it's also, like, very, like, it adds to the story. Very good job with that. Also, good job with the new Batmobile. Yeah. Oh, that was cool. That was cool. I thought it was very interesting. And, yeah, they did a good job, but it, it didn't go too far again. It wasn't, like, too heavily based in social media now. I'm kind of thinking of Scream, how they made everything so based in yes. social media and what's mm -hmm. going on now, which isn't necessarily a bad thing, but I think in here it was appropriate because the Riddler communicated through his followers and his base, so I think it was a good medium. Uh, about the portrayal of Gotham, I liked how it was like very clearly New York City. Yeah, yeah it was. I, it like very I thought it was like City Hall. I was like, that looks like City Hall to me. But then I was like, mm -hmm. no way. Yeah, there were so like, many no moments. And then when I saw Square Garden, I was like, oh, ah. they were right here. They were right here. Yeah, and just to touch on that like note, like the artistic aspect of this film was very appealing. I enjoyed the shots, and I thought the cinematography was was quite good. Yeah, and um. I think that, like, there's also a good amount of color coming into play, only because, like, I feel like there was, like, a cooler tone to the movie in itself, which, like, later on, um, the whole scene with, like, the flood and, like, the red, yes. the flare, I thought that was fantastic. That was beautiful. That was parting the sea, that was giving, like, some sort of, like, religious experience. Yeah. Like, I was like, okay, all right. But also, I like the plot about the Riddler. I think the Riddler's plot was great and, and very well thought out. Yeah. Because... Like using like the carpeting, yes, and that was back a nice to the murder reveal. weapon. I liked how that wasn't like a like a major aha moment. It was just something that the Batman figured out, and then he acted upon it quickly. And I liked how they didn't throw it away by making him save everything. The city did flood. People did yeah. get like rushed into this like immediate evacuation space when there was shooters there who were waiting. I think that's kind of the escalation that we need for like movies nowadays, so that people stay in tune. They keep watching. And especially with the three-hour long, like that wrong time, people should keep watching. Yeah, absolutely. And going back, mentioning lighting, that was just a big mm -hmm. part of it. And I mean, it just visually, it's very obvious that it's going to be a darker film, lighting-wise. But there were two scenes. That scene, because was it? I forgot exactly how it goes, but it's like blacked out, and then you just see him turn on his flare. And then same thing for the scene when Selena's confronting her dad, but then Batman's also going through yeah, the club. Yeah, one of my favorite scenes. Yes, in the trailer you see it when he's like knocking everyone out and there are a bunch of gun like shots going off and it's just the only like light source in that scene, which is really, really cool. If you want to add anything else in the mirror. No, I, I think that that was so cool. Yeah. I mean, I guess like, okay, something that I like looked into is that like, Obviously, they didn't have real bullets. They used a lot of, like, um, effects during this movie, like, mm -hmm. virtual, like visual effects. And, like, I think that was partly done so well because it didn't look like 
too gaudy on screen. It didn't yeah. look like it was being overdone. It was because this is the director's like niche. Like uh, so, the same director who actually made Planet of the Apes, and he was very very deliberate with the visual effects that he wanted. And I thought that was really good. And I think that he also adapted Gotham really well. Because I looked into it later, and I noticed that it was actually filmed in England, in Liverpool. And it looks like something that's filmed in New York City. Yeah. So just bravo with that, you know. Yeah, absolutely. He did a great job. Because then I was thinking back onto last week when I mentioned how good the action scenes looked in Uncharted. Because it looked, it resembled a video game and it was very dynamic and it was moving a lot. And then I was thinking about how different types of action scenes service each film that it's a part of. And how for Batman, like the Batman, that wouldn't have worked. And I was noticing how in the club scenes, when Batman was knocking everyone out, it was kind of just, not stationary, but kind of like a wider shot on him. It focuses a lot on the silhouette of Batman, which I think is really cool because, you know, silhouettes and the lighting, I think it shows off his features a lot more well and shows off his movement. And his little mask, which I... I'm sorry, it should have come off because... Because, <laughs> no, when he got knocked out and then all the policemen were surrounding him, I would have pulled off his mask right Yo, there. I, I was see. like, I was like why is his mask that? on? They did say that. They're like, yeah, and then, But right when he, they like try to go for it, he wakes up, I was like, nah, you gave him way too much time. He was unconscious. They were a little too respectful in that moment. A little too respectful. Mm, rip it off. And speaking of Uncharted and the club scenes, why do so many of the films that we've seen recently, or is it just Uncharted, why do they all have club scenes? Because I really like it. I like the vibe of that. Especially in this film, how there was like a club within a club. It was just really cool to see that, and it was such a different vibe, but it also definitely added to that darker mood that we get from this film, uh, and I really enjoyed that. Same. I mean, who knows? Maybe the next one will also have a club scene. No, wait. <laughs> next scene is turning red. No, I'm not. <laughs> no. That would be not. Like, speaking of, like, next things, right? We gotta talk about who do we think the newest Joker will be? Oh, that's a, yes. That's, like, my biggest question. Because we just had, as you mentioned, one of your favorites. Or you enjoyed it a lot, the Joker with Joaquin Phoenix. Oh, yes. I right. liked him a lot as Joker. <laughs> as for this one, I have no idea. There's my guess. I have no idea. Honestly, I was a little upset because I was like, too bad Joaquin Phoenix can't be in this one. They can't merge the, the universes. They could. Like or Spider-Man. Could they? Oh, multiverse for Batman? Mm-hmm. You guys, is it coming? But yeah, I have no idea because I'm just... Mm, actors that can tap into like their... their Not uh, Jared Leto. Please. Oh, no. Okay. Not him again. No, no, no. Yes, I... Not Jared Leto. Also, well, speaking of adaptations or uh, portrayals we didn't exactly like i have to say there are so many great portrayals of batman in the past michael keaton christian bale but um ben affleck (laughs) i'm so sorry (laughs) i agree i would immediately put robert pattinson's portrayal above ben affleck oh yeah yes yes yeah absolutely robert pattinson did a very good job he stepped up to the plate i thought the acting was very well done what did you guys think of the acting it was very good. Uh, I know that people were saying that they were excited to see it because of how emo he is. And at first I wasn't sure what they were talking about, but after I saw the film, I was like, oh yeah, yeah. I sort of understand what you're talking about. And maybe that's why it appeals to teenagers, because of that more angsty just yeah. vibe to it. Um, I do, though, have a critique on... We didn't get enough of um, Robert Pattinson playing Bruce Wayne. Not Batman, that's but true. Bruce Wayne. That is true. Which is why I want to, like... 
see how they develop just like Bruce Wayne's character because yeah. that's, co- that's completely different from the Batman, right? That is very true though. Like we mentioned so much, this is for kind of for the younger generation, this uh, version, this emo version of Batman, <laughs> of Bruce Wayne. So definitely is a different interpretation and not as suave as the previous um, portrayals. Oh my god, wait. I'm gonna disagree with both of you right now. This is not oh. emo. This is grunge. <laughs> this is this is grunge. I was like, what did I say? And the only reason why is because of the Nirvana soundtrack. We're oh. using that. That is grunge, and I think it's more grunge. My rest. It's both. Case, it's important. Just yeah, exactly. We needed that though. So, does anyone have any final thoughts about the that? the Penguins um comedy was oh. really good. Oh, Sorry, yes. it was yes. funny. I was laughing. <laughs> Oh yeah, that was funny. My favorite line, no hablo espanol. Oh my god, I laughed. I laughed in fear. That was so funny. But yeah, which I think was a good balance. It wasn't like constant laughing throughout the film, but I thought the penguin was that good sprinkle of comedy, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Looks like it's time to wrap up, guys. Yeah. Overall, I think we all had a lot of great things to say. And yeah, so as we say every week, please go rate us on Apple Podcasts. You know, we've reached 200, but of course we'd love some more love. So uh, rate us on Apple Podcasts, follow us on Spotify, uh, subscribe to us on YouTube, and follow us at THHS Classic on TikTok and Instagram. And as always, we'll see you next week with our next movie. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. Bye.